to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. I'm your host, Daniela. Stay tuned every Monday morning for new episodes. Interested in becoming a part of our community? You can find us on Instagram at Making Sense of Success. Stay tuned for future episode series and pod weeks. Email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com or shoot us a DM if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in and joining our journey. Enjoy this episode. Welcome, Selena, to Making Sense of Success. Uh, did you want to give a little uh, bio about yourself so our listeners can get to know you more? Sure. So my name is Selena Jones, and I'm the founder and owner of The Chica Project. Uh, we're a social enterprise that helps women in rural Nicaragua access uh, much-needed sexual health services. Um So what that means is that we donate 10% of every sale to a partner agency called the Lily Project. Um, And my family's from there, so I'm super tied and connected to the Lily Project. And um, we also use the Chica Project as a base to create a community around empowering women, educating women, um, and just all around uh, celebration of women and what they're doing. That's amazing. And as a fellow Latina, I love hearing about uh, Canadian uh, women with Latin American heritages that are doing something for their roots, you know, and connecting themselves back to their roots in that way. So that's amazing to hear you talk about that. And I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more in a second. Mm -hmm. But let's dive into maybe a couple questions that we like to ask at the beginning. So the first one I'll ask you is what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone? So my favorite piece of advice that I've I've gotten is from my mom, obviously. Um, So she, ever since I would say high school, she has said to me, you know, do the best with what you have at the time, give it your all. um, And if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, then you know that you've given a hundred percent and give yourself some grace. Um, So, you know, when an outcome happens and, Uh, you're either happy with the outcome or not happy with the outcome, you can really reflect on that and say to yourself, like, you know, I gave my, I gave a hundred percent of myself to this. What can I learn from this? Or how can we celebrate the success? So um, really just giving yourself grace in those moments, but then also using it as a learning opportunity. Right. And I mean, I think that's all you can really ask of yourself too, because you don't also Mm -hmm. don't want to hit that point of burnout, I think, in the sense where you're, over pushing yourself to try to complete something or accomplish something when you know maybe it might take a little bit more time for you we all have our different um, ways of managing things and working on things and sometimes some things aren't always as seamless for someone else as it may be for one person so I totally agree with your piece of advice and I think it fits so perfectly into this topic of this podcast which is success so thank you for sharing that yeah exactly and I really found like um, during different stages of my life, I've been able to apply that uh, little inspirational little piece from my mom, um, whether it be I was like in university or um, in my personal relationships or um, starting the business. So it's really been helpful, a helpful reminder along the way. And then the other question I'll move on to, which um, is what this whole podcast is centered about and what I just mentioned uh, is success. So I guess, do you think your definition of success has changed over time? And if so, what would your definition be? Yeah, so, I mean, when I reflect on what I think success means right now, it's definitely a lot different than even two years ago, a year ago. 
Um, I think when I, I think about what success means to me as an individual right now, it's that uh, I'm living the life that I want to live. And so just as you said, um, this looks differently at for different people and at different stages of our life. So I mean, I don't know that I consider myself successful right now. I have definitely done really cool things and um, I'm really proud of where I am right now. But um, part of that, just like wanting to be better and wanting to find opportunities to grow and, um, you know, I guess live the life that I want to live right now. Um, right. Really, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a totally fair definition too, and to not even to not put yourself on that pedestal, right? So that uh, you can keep pushing yourself too, right, to accomplish new things and learn new things and seek out new opportunities, as you were saying. Um, I kind of try to do that too sometimes because you don't. You also some people don't always want to be comfortable in the position that they are, right? Yeah, because when you become mm-hmm. comfortable, that kind of I feel like that stops your ambition as well as your passion potentially for the things you're doing. Yeah. When you're like, okay, well. This is kind of it. I'm not going to learn anything new. I'm kind of okay with where I am. There's nothing I can really yeah. improve. So I think your definition is totally a fair one. And I I applaud you for kind of sharing that with us as well as talking about how you want to seek more things and look into more things and keep learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, in terms of my passion, like feminism as a whole, um, there are always new things happening and new ways to learn and new ways to help and um, just really keeping an open mind um, and really like understanding that uh, my success is really not what I have in terms of goals. It's like I want um, equitable outcomes for women everywhere. And so I think, you know, uh, working towards that all the time, it's hard to consider yourself successful because Um, there will always be women who need more than what they have. So it's just keeping that in mind as well. Right. And I I do want to mention one thing, and I'm not sure if it'll help you in any way, but I know it did make me feel better when I was just kind of still in university and kind of almost about to graduate. I I studied international development. So and the issues that I like to study and research more had to do kind of with more gender issues as well, Um, specifically with women and indigenous women in Latin America and uh, femis that have led to femicide um, because of Mm -hmm. patriarchal structures within the society. But my professor told us once that you know, we, we all can't be like world saviors and fix every part of the world, you know. Um, yeah. It's just that's such an ambitious goal, you know, and you're going to drain yourself doing that. But yeah, you should find the issue that you're passionate about and really dig into that. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you talk about how, you know, how it's ever evolving, right? And also, yeah. you want to be able to give women like solutions and be able to help them with the issues and kind of oppressions they're experiencing in life. But I think it's so great that you've been able to identify that. So don't, don't give up hope on that, you know, in the sense you've narrowed down your issue and try not to feel overwhelmed, you know, because it, it shouldn't just have to fall on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I totally understand that too. And then I think I want to dive into uh, the Chica project really now, because I think it's such an amazing thing that you're doing and I'm within university too, I think, right? You're doing this while you're studying. Um, so I actually started it like um, 
October of 2019. Okay. So I had, um, oh my gosh, it's so hard to think back to when I Oh, it's okay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I do have my master's in political science. And so, um, like as you were saying with your degree, I really focused on, uh, the reproductive rights of women in Latin America. And so, Mm it really was like an easy transfer to have uh you know the academic piece and then transferring it over to um I guess my small business and sharing what I have learned and um with my community so yeah and you know I think that's all we can ask for you know like coming out of school to be able to actually use the knowledge you've learned to and especially with I think the degrees that we kind of have or the careers we've studied to go into more or less it's you know, you want to see an impact and a change and you're, you're doing that. So that's, that's amazing that you've been able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, was there a moment that you were kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to start this thing. Cause it's always starting, right? Sometimes we have those thoughts in the back of our mind, but (laughs) it doesn't happen until you actually start. Yes. 100%. So um, it's actually a pretty funny story. So my partner and I were on our way to the airport to pick up a friend and I had sort of been feeling stuck in my career. Um, I was working at the time as a frontline crisis counselor at a woman's shelter, um, which I absolutely love doing. Uh, however, I think people can understand that it's a very draining job. Um, and a lot of the interactions I was having with women were when they were in crisis. And so there wasn't any... Uh, positive feelings coming from that a lot of it was like I said very draining um and so my partner Jeff basically just asked me like if you'd be doing anything right now what would you be doing and I basically explained what the Chica project is now today and it was essentially building a community using social media and a platform to educate and empower uh people and share women's stories um so I mean I guess from that car ride forward, it was sort of just like putting the wheels in motion and um, being able to try and figure out how to start a business without a business degree and knowing absolutely nothing about entrepreneurship um, and learning along the way. So, um, you know, at that moment, knowing that I had his support um, really was like, okay, I can do this. I can create this little outlet for myself to have positive interactions with women not only in my community but around the world um and yeah that really just like got everything going wow and I it is kind of a funny story as you said it's it's really cool to be able to have your partner who who was the one that started that conversation you know and brought you to this so Mm -hmm. that's really nice to hear that you have um your partner's support in all those aspects yeah, 100%. And he's an entrepreneur himself oh, as well. Oh, so amazing. I, yeah. yeah. So once you like start, I think, you know, once you're on the other side of it and you've started your little entrepreneurship journey, it's a lot easier to tell people like, you know, it's going to be okay. Like there's going to be a lot of unknowns, but um, you have support and that's like the biggest thing at the end of the day. So uh, yeah, basically just having that, like, okay, you can do this really just changed how I saw everything. Right. And I guess, has he helped you a lot with that entrepreneurial aspect and um, kind of creating your business? Has he been like a really big help in that way? Yeah, 100%. So his business is around multimedia marketing. So 
Uh, he does videography, photography, website design. So like I relucked out in that sense because, um, you know, I, I didn't have to seek uh, any professional help in terms of um, building the website, uh, creating content and stuff like that. And along the way, obviously, I, I've picked up things and I've learned how to do things myself. But um, that really first big push um, was really uh, with his skills. So um, it's really been great in that sense. Right. And I mean, that's great to hear that you didn't experience really any challenges with that stuff. Because for like you said, right, for someone who wouldn't have a background in that, it would be something new to learn and may take some time and a little bit more investment to be able to get those skills. But I guess, were there any other challenges you faced along the way of building this? Um, I guess when I initially started, I was sort of looking for uh, somebody who could potentially mentor me throughout the process. Um, And I didn't really have any luck. And um, I think that's why it's so important to me to build a community as opposed to a competition. Um, So like when other people who are thinking about starting a business come to me and they say, hey, can we chat about this? Um, I'm so accommodating and super flexible. And I really want to give any information that I have to other people so that they can also um, live out their dream of whatever their small business is that they're trying to start. Um, But yeah, I would say that's probably one of the biggest challenges is um, finding people in the community who are already sort of doing what you're doing and can give you some advice or, or anything. You know, I think a lot of the knowledge that I acquired uh, maybe took a little bit longer or um, took a lot of hard work, uh, which is, you know, it's great. Um, but at the same time, it would have been great to have another uh, woman who had, you know, started their own business, be able to give me some advice and um, things along the way. I guess at the end of the day, it just really um, gave opportunities for learning. Um, and now I'm happy to be able to share Uh, those little tidbits of information that I've learned with other women who are wanting to start their own businesses. Right. And I mean, I'm not sure if it was the same experience for you growing up. Did you, you grew up in Canada, right? Yes, I did. So my dad was actually in Nicaragua. Um, They immigrated here when he was just a young boy. Um, Yeah, they were actually, uh, refugees in Canada for a little bit because they were fleeing the the civil war in Nicaragua mm-hmm. so uh, I'm first generation I was born here in Canada yes right yeah so I, I'm sure maybe you've experienced the same thing I found growing up um, especially in the school systems there weren't a lot of support for um, whether it be first generations but especially first generation Latin Americans Um, Mm -hmm. I found I really struggled with that, with identity, with fitting in, in that sense, just growing up in a very Latin Latin American heritage, uh, kind of household and upholding those, um, values, morals, and principles. I found I really struggled with that, uh, in school and finding people, right, that I could relate to or even have like mentors, for example. So I'm not sure if you experienced the same thing growing up. No, I 100% did. And I think through different stages of my life, I've sort of had tiny identity crisis because, um, you know, I, I grew up speaking Spanish fluently and then I mm-hmm. lost it. So I'm, I'm a Latina who doesn't speak Spanish, which is, 
you know, for some people just absolutely absurd. So um, there's just little stuff like that, I would say that's like, you know, really sticks out to me as, you know, uh, being a first generation Latino living in Canada, um, having a white mom and, you know, a Latino dad and having to navigate that a little bit as well. So, um, but yeah, in terms of like representation and stuff like that, growing up, obviously Selena Quintanilla was like the person who I look to. Um, but there was like no other representation, um, in terms of like Latino women doing really cool things. So, um, now I think that's like so important and at the heart of uh, why I do why what I do. Um, not only being Latina, but also just being a woman and showing people that like, you know, you can do this and it's possible to like celebrate your identity and like have other people celebrate it with you. Right. Which I mean, that's all you can kind of ask for too from someone is to use their platform for the better Mm -hmm. and maybe to provide things like for example like what we didn't have growing up which is what you're doing so that's amazing that you're willing to kind of take the time and help mentor someone or talk to someone and give advice if they have kind of a similar goal yeah yeah exactly and I guess um if you could do it all over again would there be anything different that you would do for building uh the Chica project um and it's totally okay to say no (laughs) I guess I'm still learning like things come up all the time and I'm still uh you know going through this process without a mentor or anything like that so there's still things that come up and I'm just like oh my gosh I don't know how to deal with this or there's days where I'm like why am I doing this I need to quit this like um but I really I remind myself that I'm in it for the long haul and these like short little uh you know disturbances or issues that come up Mm -hmm. um they aren't reflective of the whole process and um so I really have to give myself that perspective at the end of the day um I don't know that I would say that there's anything I would do differently just because it's been such an incredible learning process um but yeah just like giving myself that grade at the end of the day and like reminding myself that I'm in it for the long game (laughs) Definitely. And I think we all go through that. Like, I've definitely gone through that with this podcast being like, okay, why am I doing this? Yeah. Is there a point? Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, yeah, the thing is, sometimes things are don't have short term necessarily or huge short term um, impacts or things that you see in the short term, right? Outcomes, but rather they're a long term yeah. process. So they're things that yeah. they grow, and that's how they develop. And then you see them kind of flourish. So I think we all yeah. go through it at times, with whatever it be in life. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And I think like, when especially as women, it's like we have this imposter syndrome that's always hanging over our heads. And we're like, we are not supposed to be in this position. We're not, you know, you don't feel good enough. You don't feel worthy enough to be doing this. But it's just like, telling yourself that you've created this space and um, you deserve to be there. Right. And I guess, do you have any um, goals that you're hoping um to bring um, to bring to light, kind of, at one or one day for the Chica Project. Is there anything you're kind of manifesting? Yeah, uh, this is kind of tough for me. I think um, I really. So I've heard before, like I read somewhere that um, 
you shouldn't become too attached to the work that you're doing, but become attached to your mission. And so when I look at what my personal mission is, it's to help women and girls um, everywhere. And that's not just within my community. So that's not just locally, but that's globally as well. And so right now, uh, the conduit for that is the Chica Project. And that's the way that I'm able to live my mission at this current time in my life. Um, however, you know, if one day something happened with the Chica Project or, uh, you know, things ended up going the way I didn't want them to, um, I still have that core mission that I can work towards. And having that ability to say, this is my mission and I'm going to apply it wherever I can, I think is a more sustainable way of living out my passion. And so obviously I'm very attached to the Chica Project. It's, you know, my first business endeavor. Um, I would love to see it expand. I would love to see it grow. Having a storefront or, um, you know, hiring people, that would be so, so cool. Um, but at the end of the day, I try to remind myself that um, I'm just trying to live my mission and any way I can do that uh, can be seen as success. So, um, yeah, I guess in a roundabout way, that's... <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's such a good outlook on life too because a lot mm -hmm. of the time we get attached to things and yeah. not necessarily, like it can be in a healthy way, but it can also lead to an unhealthy way at times. So right. having that piece of advice in the back of your mind to kind of ground you and bring you to yeah. what your ultimate goal is, right? Really yeah, just, exactly. yeah, like it, it helps you not become overwhelmed necessarily or too attached to something or even like be able to be too damaged by something, right? When you know at the end of the day, you're still going to work towards something. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, and I'm sure that you've thought of this yourself as well, it's just like, you know, I'm doing this thing, I really want it to be successful. But if it's not successful, then I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find another way. So, um you know, just being able to have that perspective is really important. Right. And I guess for anyone looking um, to start a business or even kind of something associated with a nonprofit, right, because you do have that aspect within your business, um, yeah. what uh, tips would you give or resources that you use that you would suggest to someone else? Yeah, um, I guess the biggest thing right now would be how to utilize social media to your advantage. And so, um you know, a lot of the brands that are out there are really just social media brands. And so how to make yourself stand out amongst them is really important. Um, followers are like literally the most important thing to me right now. <laughs> um, if I get like three followers in one day, I say to Jeff, like, oh my God, three people followed the Chica Project today. Um, and it's just like celebrating those tiny things along the way. Um but yeah, I, I would say in terms of like technical skills, figuring out um, social media, content planning, uh, hashtag strategies, stuff like that, just to make yourself stand out. Put your product in front of people who uh, you're not directly connected to. Um, and I think that's huge for small businesses is that you see within the first year, people within your inner circle are really going to support you, hopefully. Um, but then the year after that, it's like, how do we grow this so that we get our product in front of people who we don't know, um, and people who are going to like it. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of technical skills, definitely the social media, um, but then in terms of other skills, just like celebrating yourself along the way, because it can get really hard. It can get really lonely to be an entrepreneur. So 
um, just taking moments for yourself to reflect on how far you've come. I think those are some really important piece of it, pieces of advice, just because also for in terms of social media, for example, it in this mm-hmm. time and day, like when we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's been essential to everything that's been going on, kind of for everything right. to keep running. So yeah, I think it is really important. And I can say with my podcast too, having like an Instagram account, it's it's not always easy, right, to be able to generate that engagement. And like you said, yeah, like if I also gain even two followers, three followers a day, like I'm ecstatic, (laughs) you know, so I totally get it. And yeah, I think that part about being like feeling kind of a sense of loneliness at times during your journey in entrepreneurship, that's also a really important piece to touch on because, right, not everyone really gets that experience or knows that experience. Uh, For example, if you're working in corporate or in kind of more of a group setting, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think just like um, a lot of consumers don't know what entrepreneurs are going through. And it's it's not necessarily their job to know, but um, creating those boundaries, like <laughs> being able to say, you know, like I'm not going to answer emails after like 8 p.m. or something like that. Just like stuff like that, you know, uh, to keep yourself sane. For sure. Yeah, because it's hard when you don't have a structure. Like I, I think even myself, I, I do work a nine to five, but because yeah. we're in a working from home setting, you don't always have to work it necessarily within that schedule, if that makes sense. It's a really yes, weird 100%. type of new, odd, out of shape routine, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, which at one point I, I was just talking to my mom and she was like, you know, we're going to give you structure. You need structure because I was just kind of falling apart with my day I didn't know like when to start something when to end something when to wake up when to go to bed like it was just everything was out of rhythm so it is important to set those boundaries and to kind of have a set routine so you can stay sane yeah 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 100% and I guess this is kind of the question (laughs) that I mentioned to you earlier that we've all been waiting for but so it's the last Mm -hmm. deep question I'll ask you and then (laughs) we'll all be good but what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, I think in terms of this episode, I know we're talking about success, but I really want to focus on uh, feminism and like how we understand the way the world works. So uh, for the Chica Project, like I said, we are uh, connected with the Lily Project and they are doing incredible work. And I just want to take a second just to, acknowledge the work that they're doing, especially in a pandemic. Um, So they basically, what they do is they help women in rural areas access sexual health services. And uh, it was started by a woman, Annie Alka, and she, uh, her mother passed away from cervical cancer, which used to be a death sentence in Nicaragua um, because women in rural areas do not have access to these health services. Um, and as we know, you know, living in Canada, cervical cancer is not a death sentence. Um, and so they have really opened up, um, an incredible opportunity for women living in these rural areas, um, to get the health access that they need when they need it. Um, so they've just been super inspiring. And I think a really great reminder that, um, when we are working as intersectional feminists, um, we need to remind ourselves that there are women all over the world going through things that we could never imagine um, and really keeping that at the core of what we're doing. I think living in Canada, we sometimes can get wrapped up thinking uh, that we have everything figured out here, which we don't. 
Um, you know, we treat our indigenous populations very poorly, especially women and girls. Um, and I think just being able to say to ourselves, like, this fight isn't just for me, it's for all women. Um, and being able to implement that in my day-to-day life um, as an advocate um, and really speaking up when I have the chance to do so. So if there's one thing I want listeners to take away from this episode, uh, it's that um, we need to speak for the people who don't have a voice. And to me, really at the end of the day, uh, as long as I'm doing that, then I can consider myself successful because I'm living out my mission. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. No, it, it truly hit me really hard just because that's something that I think for me is ingrained within my mission personally as well. Right. Um, yeah. Specifically for, yeah, like I said, like Latin American women and even more than that, Indigenous. And thank you for also highlighting about kind of the Canadian perspective of that too. Like we we definitely do not have everything figured out in this country right. and we do treat our Indigenous population really poorly, specifically women and girls, as you said. So thank you for highlighting mm-hmm. that and bringing that message onto the podcast. For sure. And I guess, did you want to share your socials, the socials of the Chica Project, so people can find you and connect with you? Yeah, yeah. So I find that people have a hard time spelling Chica, um, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) So we're most active on Instagram, and so that's at the Chica Project. Um, Chica is spelled C-H-I-C-A. We also have a website where you can shop. That's www.thechicaproject.com. Um, and then my own personal Instagram is just at Selena J. Jones. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Also check us out on Instagram at Making Sense of Success and tune in next Monday for our next episode.